I'm so normal and so chill right now. I have never been more normal and more chill in my entire life. I can hear it in your voice. I'm relaxed. I'm not going to yell. I Why would I yell? I have no reason to yell about anything. I'm so zen. You've heard of uh, Spy Family, right? Mm-hmm. So I read it. I'm caught up with it. And the anime just came out, like the first episode, a couple days ago. And it is so good. I love it so much. I didn't realize there was only one episode out because I have a friend who also has read it and was telling me to watch the anime. I, I just assumed there was more anime out now at this point. How does the anime do compared to the uh, compared to the manga? I think it's on par. Mm-hmm. So if you're illiterate, then I would say watch the anime. But if you like reading, then read the manga. If you like suspense, like just the suspense of keeping up with something week to week, I guess do the anime. But if you want to binge that shit, like Klaus did, I'm sure. How many chapters? There's like 70 something. Oh, and it's, it's done? monthly. Month. Oh, it's still coming? I think it's monthly. Or like bi-weekly or something. It's not every week. Exciting. I really like the whole concept of it. It's so comfy and wholesome. Mm-hmm. But it's still got that like shonen flair. Where there's like, oh, there's suspense and all these badass characters fighting it. But then it's just like, so nice. I just feel like you're waiting to ruin my day. Do I need to wait to ruin your day? I feel like I've already put out that energy. You have been putting out the energy. Because when you went in to watching this or re-watching the series that we're talking about today... You were prepared not to like it. Yeah, like you were not prepared to like Cells at Work. I was not prepared not to like Cells at Work. Yeah, you were because you were preoccupied. You were distracted. Your mind I gave was it elsewhere. a chance and I had watched it before and I was like, this is fine. There you go. Why can't I have the same reaction to Cowboy Bebop? Oh my God. Because it just deserves... It deserves... That's what you think. Your opinion is not... Almighty, I'm allowed to have my own opinion on things, as our and your, as your our opinion, audience. In your opinion, it has to mean nothing to me for this podcast to go on, and for us not to disband due to creative differences. There you go. So just put that in your mind. My I'm, opinion doesn't matter. It's in your opinion doesn't matter. There you go. How your how opinion easy was doesn't that? matter. So easy. I'm so I've easy. been I've been relaxed this entire time. It's so easy. It's so easy. Your opinion doesn't matter. Just put me on mute if you want to. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, when I'm editing the podcast, I'm after this, I'm just going to be like editing out huge swaths. There you go. Of your text. There we go. It is. I'm the only host of this podcast now. Exactly. With that being said, welcome to our season finale. Season one finale Woo! of the Biased Podcast. We are your hosts. Klaus, a cowboy hater. And Jacqueline, a fully reformed cowboy hater. Cowboys are not as bad as we think they are. We just, when we say that we hate cowboys, what we really mean is that we hate white gentrified cowboys. Cowboys themselves, actually pretty cool. White people just ruined them. And on this season finale, we're talking about a ragtag crew traveling through space to hunt down bounties and escape their own pasts. Otherwise known as... A bunch of emo, depressed, lonely, barely functioning adults. 
who aren't good at anything, continuously failing at their job. Otherwise known as Cowboy Bebop, baby. Otherwise known as one of my favorite anime of all time. I can't wow, even hide spoil it. Wait to spoil it. Wait to spoil the end of the episode. I can't hide. What's the, the point I... of listening to this possibly three hour, four hour, no, five I'm, hour? No, I'm tailoring it. We're keeping it tailored. We're staying on point. You are not going to like my points. Just skip the I'm... whole thing. You know how <laughs> our, your co-hosts feel about the show. You already know whether you should watch it or not. There's nothing else to say. Then let's end it right here. Let's end it right here. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you so much for to the season to finale. <laughs> As you can tell, me and Klaus have very different opinions on this series. We'll get into it, but we try not to spoil things for people who are just curious about the series. So if you haven't watched Cowboy Bebop, fear not. We're going to start off talking about it spoiler free. So if you care about spoilers, you don't have to worry about that. And we will tell you when we start talking about spoilers. And before we get into it, also, I'll just say we're not going to talk about the Netflix series. I don't have personal deep bad blood towards the Netflix series. We're just not talking about it because this is an anime podcast. What a waste of money. Fucking tell me about it. Every single remake of anything is a waste of money because there are so many stories that we could tell. And that's my hot take on that. I agree. Maybe the only time in this episode... You hear we'll that? See. We agreed on something. That Cowboy Bebop sucks. No, that Cowboy Bebop... That, okay, we, we have agreed that live actions are unnecessary. And Including that's it. Including the Cowboy Bebop remake, which means Cowboy Bebop is No, the wrong conclusion. There you go. Wrong conclusion. Cowboy Bebop on Netflix is mid. The live action Cowboy Bebop on Netflix... I'm glad you recovered. Simply exists. The the anime is on Netflix, and I was wondering if you were gonna. Yeah, yeah, I clocked that. I clocked that. All right, fucking tell us about Cowboy Bebop, Klaus. You don't deserve to do this, but tell us. Do you want to do it? Do you want me to do it? You can do it. It's a season finale, baby. You can do whatever you want. We can do whatever we want. Cowboy Bebop is a neo noir science fiction anime from 1998. It was created and animated by Sunrise specifically Sunrise's Hajime Yatate, which is a pseudonym that's used to collectively refer to the whole Sunrise staff. And this team includes, most prominently, the director Shinichiro Watanabe and the composer Yoko Kano, who is just a fucking genius. We love her so much. The whole team. I should have also mentioned the, the script writer for or the screenwriter for Cowboy Bebop. I forget her name, I'm so sorry. But I didn't realize until I was doing the research for this episode that Cowboy Bebop was written by a woman. Look at that. Obviously, writing a TV show is a collaborative effort, but, like, main writer was a woman. God fucking damn. God damn, I love Cowboy Bebop. All right. Let's get into our spoiler-free section. Klaus, when was the first time that you watched Cowboy Bebop? I watched it, like, a decade ago, maybe. Beginning of high school. Maybe end of middle school. And I was like, okay, this has this is nice animation. This has nice music. Your brain was not developed enough to look past anything, to look to look deeper into anything. Because it's not that deep. I know that you've been waiting to say that. I gave you the opportunity to say that just so that I can say your brain is simply not capable of going deeper to this day. 
you could and you you choose not to there is so much there is it in the author intent yes probably absolutely did i care no and, and I'm i don't to care, not care about what your opinion and i'm allowed not to care about your opinion there you go there we go great, great. i watched cowboy bebop for the first time maybe a year and a half ago i watched it and I finished it, and several days later, I immediately rewatched it again, which I almost never do with anything. I don't typically rewatch or reread anything, even if I loved it. Cowboy Bebop, I went right fucking back to the beginning, rewatched it all in total and complete awe. I watched it with the, with the dub both times because the English dub was just done so carefully and with so much attention at a time when English dubs were not always given that level of respect and serious treatment um did you watch dub or sub i watched it dub how'd you like it i think i liked it more than the sub you went I, back felt and forth? The, I felt the the voices were more distinct mm. like i could they were more characterized and i could tell characters apart interesting were there any specific characters in the sub that you kept mixing up no because all these characters are not that interesting i'll keep going you just no. you're just giving me you're just giving me chances to speak i am I am giving... <laughs> and that's your fault, okay? Uh, what, me trying to be a good co-host by letting you speak? This is your episode. This is my episode, bitch. I'm just here as a guest. <laughs> Have your feelings changed? Like, when you watched it this time, did you feel any differently about Cowboy Bebop? No. I was like, okay, I appreciate the production more. I appreciate what it's done for the medium more. Thank you. Because it does hold up. But, like, the show itself... I was like, I've seen this before. Where? Bitch, where? I've seen sad people just go about their day trying to function and then trying to relive their past and then being emo about it. What do you mean? Even, this is a tired story. I don't think they were being that emo about it. I don't they were pretty emo. I don't think anybody was being particularly emo or mopey about anything. Like, I, re I truly don't. I feel like they were all just... so funny. No, no. They're so funny. <laughs> They're How just can you say that? They're just disconnected. They're so emo and depressed. They're they're emotionally numb. Not they're like I would rather live depressed. in the past than live my life right now. They're not necessarily living in the past as they are living in a in a place in between the past and going forward. Anyway. Yeah, because they're, they're stuck. stuck. Because they would rather live in the past. They're stuck. They would but rather relive their former it. glory. They're then quiet, try to move on. but they're not like crying all over the place. You they're don't have to be. You don't have to be crying None to be emo. Complaining about they're their, depressed about their lives and all the shit that's going on with them. They're pretending that the past isn't there affecting them. That's not being emo. That's, that's not being. That's emo. No, you're being emotionally numb. Can you? Can you? No. None of them, like, when when they look out the window of the ship while the bebop is going or whatever, it's not like you can see them uh, imagine, like, whenever Spike they're not sitting speaks, there like, I walk a lonely road. He's damaged. You can tell he's damaged. Oh, absolutely, you can. <laughs> you can tell he's emo. You can tell he's distracted. He doesn't want to be chasing these random people. He's emotionally vacant. That doesn't mean that he's emo. It's not like he's going around saying, Emo like, oh, is my emotional. Life is so hard. Like You're emo. So You're being hard. emotional. But he's That's not. He's like he's the opposite. All of them are the opposite of emotional because they keep their emotions inside of themselves, away from even themselves. Like a, like they don't even access their own emotions. That's the whole thing, and that's why they don't grow because they're not in tune with their emotions at all. 
They're as empty as space, Klaus. Not from what I've seen. There's a lot of space junk in the show, <laughs> including these characters. Moving on. Oh my god. <laughs> Ooh. How can you not say they're not emo? What the fuck? I, oh my god. These no. are the most emo characters we, I've ever seen. We have, I think, okay, we very clearly have different definitions of what it means to be emo. So let's Emotional. just say we're both right, but I'm writer. Okay. The first time that I watched Cowboy Bebop, it truly felt like it was made for me. I could not believe what I was seeing. I still I still can't in some ways. Um, but this time when I rewatched it, I was a little more aware of some of the like more dated shortcomings and references. There aren't many that stick out, but when they do stick out, they're like they're there. But honestly for the most part, it really like it really holds up from the time that from the time that it came out. And to me, it really held up between the first and second, between the first and second watches, even though I was still familiar with everything and I knew what was coming. It was, it's just such a delight. It's such a delight. And I really think that if, if you like anime, if you like anything, if you like storytelling, like you, like, I will say right off the bat, I'm recommending this. I would recommend Cowboy Bebop to anybody. And I have, I, I recommend it to people who haven't watched anime just because I think it's great storytelling. I think it's a good gateway anime because it's one of the most Western kinds of production. Like it would go well with a Western audience. And I think that's why it did so well in the West. And that's why it got a good dub. Yeah, absolutely. And I've often been in the position of having somebody who has never watched anime but is vaguely interested in watching anime being like, oh, like, where do you think I should start? Cowboy Bebop. Every single time. It's a classic. It's groundbreaking. It's easily accessible to people in the Western world. Like, this is all true. But also just, like, do it for the storytelling. For the subtle storytelling that lets you make connections on your own. It's not going to spoon feed you anything that is going on. But it's it's there underneath underneath these little episodic tales that we see about this crew, and it's as subtle like, as space debris. It's as subtle as the money in their pockets, which is not much, because they're broke. I I I knew I know that you were trying to say the opposite, but like okay, well the, as long as you're doing it well, is the story to <laughs> the story to I don't care I don't care either. The storytelling is very subtle. Like, if you want a plot that is like, this happens and then this happens because that happened, cause and effect, cause and effect all the way through, you're not going to get it here. You just No, you to have to look 20 time. years in the past for you to make that subtle connection because everything in the past affects the present. And, you know, these characters, they're always looking into their past, sometimes more than the present. And so that's where you get all the storytelling. That's where you get all the emotional catharsis and all the emotional energy from the show is when you're reminiscing as these characters do more than they actually live their lives more than they actually move on absolutely wow look at that exactly i know what i'm talking about yeah you i just do. don't i don't have my opinion just because i'm a contrarian but you are i am but that's not the only reason why i can back up my opinions i love being a contrarian it gives people perspective, and it avoids confirmation bias. It makes your face very slappable, is what it does. Okay, but I will dodge. You won't so even it's leave okay. the house. You won't even leave the house. You won't even post up. 
Will Smith has got nothing on me, okay? <laughs> Don't you even. You have to come to me. You have to be the Will Smith, okay? <laughs> I am the Chris Rock. Yeah. You will have to be the Will Smith. So it's not upon me to leave the house to get slapped. Keep Cowboy Bebop out of your mouth. I will say it again and again. So the reason I think people should watch this if they haven't seen it before is uh, for the culture. If you want to be part of the anime community. This is like one of those anime that people talk about a lot. That they still talk about a lot. It's one of like a few adult anime that's like accessible to a lot of people, as you said. And so if your conversations don't usually involve children and you're talking to adults about anime, then I feel like Cowboy Bebop is a good show to bring up. Even though it was made a long time ago, it's still relevant. And it just shows to its longevity and its influence. Thank you. Thank you for putting some respect on its name. I don't completely hate it. I just hate the internals of it, the not internals? the externals. Right. So, like, you understand what it means to the anime industry and, like, its influence in anime. You just look at it and go, like, this is not anything that particularly speaks to me. Yeah. And that's fair. That's fair. I just... The thing that I keep coming back to is that it really feels like it is made for me and my tastes. Like, how am I supposed to agree with that? You don't how am I supposed to, to connect with, with that? There you yeah. go. So, you know, like, I'm why are you so... You, there's nobody like that can. Yeah, but, like, when something is... I'm not like you, where if there's something that I like and I know that it's not for everybody, I'm like... I'm like, like my taste is superior or whatever. Like I that's just you though. I just, no, that's I just, not me. I I want everybody to like it. Like I I don't want it to be a thing of like oh like this is my thing that I like and you don't have to like it. Like I want everybody to like it. I want people to understand and see. But where does it that come the way from? That I do. No, I but I ha, ha, I'm I'm calm. You don't. You're like not it. calm. I I don't care. Okay, I so we care. can rank it right now. No, let's talk about the production. The animation, the art. You you said it yourself. It's, Arguably it's the best great. part. It holds up. It holds up. You it see really screenshots does. of the show oh. and you're like, this is beautifully made. Gorgeous. This was made with love. Absolutely. It epitomizes everything that there is to love about this era of animation. And it makes my heart really ache that, um, that mainstream animation in the West... Like, you know, like Disney, Pixar, whatever, that they've essentially given up on 2D animation because there's so much that you can achieve with it. The color palette is beautiful. There's so much that it accomplishes that just wouldn't be the same in 3D and just, God, I could just, it's excellent and it completely holds up. People are not, uh, I just wish in general there was more respect put on 2D animation, you know? But it's just so hard to make. Like, even anime now, is there's a lot of 3D elements yeah, being true. used. Ugh, but the love is there. It really is. Oh, okay. Now I want to talk about the music of Cowboy Bebop. Because, obviously, the music is super important. All of the jazziness to it. We could do a whole episode that's just about the music. Obviously, we don't have time for that. Yoko Kano is a fucking genius. She's the composer of Cowboy Bebop. She did great what else do i say everything about like there is not a bad song on the soundtrack and they are all well above average for an anime soundtrack this soundtrack was made for the show and vice versa yeah it was i don't think you can put this soundtrack 
over anything else and have the same effect. Or have the show with a different genre and have the same effect. They were intrinsically made for each other. They were. Did you know that that when the director and the composer were working on the show, it was it really was like the show was made for the music and the music was made for the show because they would go back and forth. Yoko Kano would come up would like put together a song for a scene and then the director would would get it and be like, "Oh, this song is great." And now this has inspired me to do another scene. And they would just go back and forth like that. So like the music and the story like built off of each other. They are fully intertwined in the in the production process. Have you ever seen any westerns with a jazzy soundtrack? I mean, I haven't seen really any westerns, period. Would you say Cowboy Bebop is a western? Yes, absolutely. It is its own genre in a lot of ways, but it definitely takes from the western. Do you think jazz music would work in other westerns? I can't imagine it. Exactly, like in the live action. It doesn't fucking work because it doesn't feel like a western. And they were very clear when they were making Cowboy Bebop that like they that this story was um I think the subtitle for it was a new genre unto itself. And they were right. They fucking blended shit so well and like this soundtrack really is the most I, the way that I got obsessed with this anime soundtrack is unlike anything I've ever experienced before for an anime soundtrack. I listened to it nonstop for three months and seatbelts, which was the collective term for the group of musical artists who were working on it. They were, if not number one, then my number two artist on Spotify wrapped just from that three months of listening to them. Absolutely fucking nonstop and rewatching the show, knowing the whole soundtrack by heart, like, Truly the most comforting, cozy thing. I, oh, I don't have proper words. I just have love for Cowboy Bebop. And now it's time to really talk about it because we have reached the spoiler point of no return. Wait, do you have any um, music, any songs that stand out to you, Klaus, specifically? Let's move on. You're not going to like my answer. Why did you ask? All right, we've now reached the spoiler point of no return. Let's talk about the premise of Cowboy Bebop, Okay. So, 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 Cowboy Bebop takes place in 2071, about 50 years after a hyperspace gateway accident that made Earth almost uninhabitable. So people are spread out all over the stars, all over the galaxy. And the series follows the crew of the Bebop. So initially we have Spike, an exiled former hitman for a crime syndicate, and we have Jet, a retired police officer. Along the way, the Bebop gets a few other members in later episodes, but Cowboy Bebop, the story essentially works like this. The crew sets its sights on a bounty, they hunt down the big ticket bounty, and then they get thwarted from receiving the big payout in some way. This is a story about bounty hunters, but it's not just like, they successfully get get the person and get the money. No, they, they never, oh, something always goes wrong. And that gets boring after 26 episodes. No, it doesn't. The it whole point does. is that because they never actually get the bounty. They have to keep doing You never bounties. know how it's going to go because it never goes in a conventional way. So it always never goes the right way. Mm-hmm. But you never know which way it's going to go because it's going to be different every time. But oh. you just know that it's going to go wrong. Which means you have to set your expectations of them not succeeding. Which is a reflection 
of themselves not succeeding because they have not succeeded in moving past their trauma in life. Little on the nose, but I'll accept your reading. Haha. -ha. I'll accept that reading. That was off the top. I was. Uh, I don't fully agree, but I, I respect your engagement with the subject. Now, what I really like about Cowboy Bebop, and the way the story is told over the course of these twenty-six episodes, is that it's episodic. So you just each episode feels like a little movie that just opens and shuts on its own. But then we have a story growing in the background. So every few episodes, we'll get um, some of the quote-unquote main storyline. The main story probably takes up a total of six episodes. And then we have occasional, um, the occasional episode that deals with the pasts of the other characters too. The main storyline um, being Spike's background with the syndicate, with Vicious and with Julia. That story grows in the background slowly. While besides that, we just have these fun bounty hunter romps. And I just think that it's super fun. I, like, when I was watching it, I truly felt like I had never seen anything like it before. The way that they that they choose to tell this little story in the You've background. never seen episodic shows before? Where there's minimal, larger plot movement? And only at the finale do, they get, do you get the catharsis of having the actual plot being revealed and actually fleshed out? I don't think I can answer that without being very upset the way that it that it executed this felt very different. different but the formula is there they just rearranged some of the variables but the way that they did it it did not feel formulaic at all but there is still a formula that they followed which is the episodic nature of the i show. suppose so the first time that i watched it i was hardly even conscious of the fact that it was episodic because like when you look back a lot of the episodes are not even necessarily them going after bounties it's just true random little little incidents that happen on the ship or to the characters so would you say they're kind of like filler episodes i guess so but then you could say that that like 70 percent of the show is filler if you want to call the main plot the like the main story the main story then 70 percent of it is filler which I actually, that is the thing that surprised me most when I was watching it. And I was like, wow, like this is not all contributing to one larger story, but I still feel like I'm getting so much. And that's what happens when you have a show that airs once a week instead of binging it. But I did binge it. That's what I'm saying. The show was not made for you to binge. It was made mm. to be episodic. That's and why the filler it, maybe doesn't bother you. And it just does it so well because the filler is some, like I almost... When I go back to watch just an episode or so of Cowboy Bebop, I don't go back to watch the main the main story. I go back because to watch not the Mushroom Samba. I go back to watch Toys in the Attic. You watch it for the vibes. For the fucking vibes. There you go. It doesn't feel like a little side story. It feels like a whole movie. Okay, so the story concept. It's meandering with no larger plot is what you're trying to say. It does have a larger plot, though I would not call the main plot large. With no plot. Thank you. I can, <laughs> I can admit that the main story itself is pretty simple and straightforward. It's not the draw of the show. You don't watch the show for the story. Exactly. I, like, I'm, I'm cool with admitting to that. Like, the storytelling is lovely, but if you're looking for one grand story, then like, that's not what you're going to get here. It's a very quiet series overall. If someone asks you... What happens 
and Cowboy Bebop. What do you say? The only thing you don't talk about the story. You talk about the characters. You talk about the vibes. You talk about the corgi and how it was abused. Spoiler alert. Before it got onto the Bebop. And during. I mean, Faye did straight up eat some dog food. Instead of feeding the dog at one point. There's that. But they, they fed him when they could. It needed to be more loved. I needed more love. This poor doggo. That's fair. And you don't even care. I love Ayn. Okay? You are a dog mom. How dare you not care about this dog? I think... Uh, of all the fictional dogs that there are, I care about Ayn the most. And I How many fictional still... dogs have you encountered? Like, just when there are, like, just animal, just animal argument sidekicks. is not Animal is moot. sidekicks. Animal sidekicks as Name me five right now. Character, I will not, because there they're literally go. never important to me. Because Ayn is the only thing that's important in this show. Thank you. Ayn, we're going to talk about Ayn more later. <laughs> Let's jump right into our search results corner, okay? This is the corner where we ask the questions that Google has about Cowboy Bebop. Why is Cowboy Bebop called Cowboy Bebop? Bounty hunters are called cowboys. Our, char our main characters are bounty hunters. They live on a ship called the Bebop. Bebop is also the name of like an American like jazz music movement. And that's where Bebop the ship took its name from. There you go. Why is Cowboy Bebop so popular? Because when you take a screenshot of any scene, it's beautiful. Posters. I mean, you can I make mean, posters out of any of these screenshots. Oh, you really can. I could make a whole wall of posters of Cowboy Bebop scenes. It's also popular because it was doing a lot of things that anime and storytelling was not doing at the time. It storytelling? What storytelling? You just said the story itself. sucks. Just because the story doesn't have a grand... Doesn't have like a grand plot an arc to it doesn't mean you just that said you don't watch it for the story you can't literally oh my god i'm going to you run can't, it back you, you just said that shut the fuck up for like two seconds you can't have 26 episodes of a show without having storytelling even if the story is not something that spans throughout the whole 26 episodes in this way where it builds and builds and builds up into something and then has a climax and all that the storytelling is excellent. So 30% of a show, if 30% of a show is story, it can have good storytelling. All of the episodes can have good storytelling, is what you're saying. Everything that takes place in every seed, in every second, is storytelling by you definition. You said 70% of the show is filler, which means filler? it doesn't contribute to the story. I am literally going to murder you in your sleep. Storytelling is necessary to to have anything happen. Like anything that happens is storytelling. Just because it's not leading up to one grand plot doesn't mean I'm fucking repeating myself because you are vexing me and we are moving on. Is Cowboy Bebop the best anime ever? Yes. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Why this is the Cowboy end of our Bebop episode. Thank you for listening. Season? Why you already know the tier that Cowboy Bebop season. is going to be in. It Do you really need to hear us because it only talk needs about it for is another three hours? I think that's a I beautiful think so. question. I think that I think is Cowboy Bebop a dream? That's an absolutely beautiful question. 
No, it is not. But it's a nightmare. <laughs> You're letting me talk. Like, what's the? These are your questions. Usually, what do you want nice me to do? When my co-host joins in on the conversation, I did. I was talking Usually, over you. It's nice for the Usually, last minute. It's nice. What was your oh shit moment when you watched Cowboy Bebop? The moment when when I realized oh, that Spike and Orochimaru had the same voice actor. In the dub or the sub? In the dub, because I watched it dub. Are you not oh, listening damn. to what I'm saying? I am What's listening the point? to you. I just Me didn't being know. On this episode. <laughs> you know what? There is no point in you being on this episode. Actually, thank you. Can I thank go to sleep you. early? Thank you. No, you can't. My first oh shit moment watching Cowboy Bebop. The very first time that I watched it was the opening like come on that opening song goes all the way off you can at least fucking admit to that right the opening theme tank do not make that fucking face top five openings in anime maybe top one for you it's top five for me for sure yeah top five probably top okay. three F for you as well it's not your top one oh my god like what what is all this cowboy bebop hate that you're spewing it might be number one you? it just the the number ones rotate depending on my mood Wow, so you're saying you're not loyal to Cowboy Bebop. It's a hot take. It's a bad take on your part. Not on my part. But yeah, top five. Spike knows what he means to me. Does he? Mm-hmm. We can't all be as loyal as fucking Julia and Spike, okay? Because he's not very emotive. He's not very... Um, expressive with his emotions. No, but he right? knows. Because they're, knows. they're numb? And because they're not emo, when in fact they are emo? Being numb is not being emo. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You just said that. Yeah. All the early 2000s kids? Being emo like... to me means having an, an awareness and like an active sadness or like an active sorrow. All the punk rock kids jamming out to Ball Out Boy. Linkin Park? Linkin Park. My Chemical Romance. Billy Talent, my God. Listening to Billy Talent, listening to Sum 41, listening to Fall Out Boy. All those numb, emo kids. They make it part of their personality. Like, Spike never revels in the fact that he is a certain way. None of them revel in the fact that they are a certain Yeah, but way. you can still call them emo. No. Just because that they doesn't... don't identify as emo. No, Spike doesn't. Do you think these punk rock kids that, identified like, as emo? As, as emo at any fucking point. He's vacant. He's empty. He's numb or trying to be because it's better than the alternative. Do you he's think uh, Gen Z is emo? Not really. Do you think they're numb? Mm, no, I I don't I don't know if I can comment on Gen Z. I don't know about them. They seem like they seem fine to me. A little extra in a good way i think do you think the music they listen to is emo i don't know what they listen to look who's living under a rock now i can admit to that all right moving on okay let's get into our main character corners all right we have four of them in this episode because we have four main characters let's fucking speed through this shit let's start with our boy spike spiegel most beautiful man i've ever laid my eyes on what do we like about him? Everything. Spike is calm, cool, and collected, even in a fight. We love a man who is just like, who moves like water, never really upsets himself too much. He's always very cool and calm. 
And we love a man who pines strongly and solely for one singular woman. He's a loyal man. He slaps. What do you like about Spike? He's an identifiable protagonist. What does that mean? When you see screenshots of him, you're like, oh, I recognize that guy. Jesus fucking Christ. I guess that is true. What do we just an iconic character? Spike? He's an iconic he, protagonist. What do you want me to is, say? He is. He's also more than that. The only thing that I dislike about Spike is that he has this line where he says that he hates difficult women. And like, what is he but a difficult man? Come on, sir. So Tell you're saying him bit. being a hypocrite is a dislike for you. Being a non-aware hypocrite. Where are you going with that? Because he's not aware that he is a difficult man. And him just nonchalantly calling any woman that's not Julia difficult mm. is borderline, is sexist. Spike is a... Don't. Say it with me. <laughs> he literally says he hates women, dogs, and kids. Yeah, he does. See... I'm okay with him hating kids. Because, like, boys, same. Like, that is that is one line where I thought that it didn't age very well. Wow, so you hate Ed. Great. Fantastic. I actually love Ed. Then you just, you you, you are an unaware. Ed is the exception. Just the exception. like Spike. That's why you relate to him so much. You two are the I same. I don't relate to Spike. You are all. one and you are two in the same. I don't kin Spike. He is nothing like me, and fucking thank goodness. But you would like to be one with Spike. I would like you relate, to be one with which there you go. But if here's the thing, if Spike was real, he would not like me, and I would not like him. So he needs to remain fictional. So what if you were the Julia from a distance? What if you I'm... were his Julia? You wouldn't even like him. Julia likes Julia him. doesn't even like him. Julia likes him. What no, she doesn't. What? Fuck all their scenes together. I was Julia like, what are you doing? Go with him. Julia wants to be with okay, him. Okay, so then what is this three year three years apart? Because why is she with vicious? Because he Bro, just threatened leave. her life. Fuck? He threatened her life. He threatened her life. He held a gun just gonna to stay? her head. You're just gonna stay with that guy? That sounds You're like an abusive to... relationship. Uh, yeah, and do you know how many times it takes somebody on average to leave an abusive relationship? Seven times. It's not fucking easy to leave an abusive relationship, okay? He literally had a gun to her head, and you're just going to say, oh, just just leave. Everything's going to be fine. Just Things leave. Spike was looking for you. You're making it difficult for him. Oh, my gosh. First, it's not easy to leave the syndicate in general. That's a very, like, it's Okay, so Spike very... did it. Yeah, but it was not easy. A lot of people die trying to leave the syndicate because that's what's supposed to happen. They're supposed to fucking kill you. Because you're not supposed to leave. The chances of them dying while trying to leave the syndicate together were very high. And guess what? Yeah. I would rather die. If my love for someone eclipsed everything in my life, I would rather die than not live, than live a life without them. It's the same thing to me. And I guess they did, didn't they? Yeah, they both died. Yeah. Spoilers. But like Julia died because of some schmuck that shot her? Oh my god, I hated that. Oh, it was just yeah, some random sucked. bullet. I was like, the fuck? She's one of the most important characters in the show? And yes. you're just going to die just like that? I thought you were, you were part of the syndicate. I thought you had some moves, girl. That you're is supposed true. to dodge the bullet like Spike it does. Is, it is disappointing. It, it does suck. I also think that the that not everything in this story is 
like a co- like a big cause and effect thing and that randomness has is like a reoccurring theme in the story and that that is like the the epitome of that theme just like yeah just a fucking random bullet took her out it didn't need to be like a big symbolic thing the reason that she died she just died because people die so why didn't that happen to spike i don't like that he sucks at his job moving on moving on jet black jet black is like a good guy he's a stand-up guy i like him because he shows more care for the other members of the bebop like a lot of them are just in denial about the fact that they like have any sort of care for each other but jet black is the one who's like hey like that's a dangerous thing don't go do that by yourself he's like he's a good guy he has the least baggage he's the least affected by his past least emotionally affected by his past Hmm. does he have a daughter no in the live action he does and i was like this is a weird change this needed to have a thing i was like this is unnecessary that is probably one of my least favorite things about the live action because you don't need to give he just you didn't need to give him a daughter he did not need a daughter to make his character more compelling it did not add anything to his character to give him a daughter the fact that he has a lover from his old life that he he still pines for and still wonders what happened and that he's still holding on to in some way there doesn't need to be a child connecting them for him to still feel attached to her in that way in fact it's it takes away from the message of the show to give him a daughter to make him have to still have an attachment to his to his previous um like lover he still thought about her and wondered why she left and felt like his that time had stopped without her even without a daughter he did not need a fucking daughter he also has a cool ship which i liked he ha- he's like the most i wouldn't say relatable but he's like the most normal character i guess the one you could most easily describe mm-hmm. he's the straight man but as a result i think he's a little boring too at least compared to the rest of the cast and also he was a cop like he was supposed to be like oh like one of the good ones or whatever but like he was a cop okay moving on all right Faye valentine listen i love female characters who misbehave Faye is selfish and i love that about her she is she's a con artist she's a bounty hunter she is a strong and capable woman and she also still gets to be girly I love that. I I feel like we are just kind of clawing our way out of a time in strong female character representation where like a strong woman is somebody who is the opposite of girly. But like Faye gets to be like fucking girly and go shopping and wear like cute outfits and dresses and and like still be like womanly and just also be a misbehaving badass. I like that. It doesn't need to be. I one think or she's the other. one of the most idealistic female characters that I've seen. Idealistic in what sense? Like in all the qualities you just said, where there's just like a complete package, mm. a complete character, not necessarily defined by how they look, by how they act, and what they okay. say. Yeah, like when I think about Faye, I'm not really thinking about her character design at all. She just has so much spunk to her. There's so much going on with her personality. There's depth in their personality. Mm-hmm. It's kind of ironic. Because she has amnesia, which means she has the most interesting backstory. Oh my god, she really does. She doesn't, like, doesn't remember anything about her life. That's so fucked up. 
learning about her backstory is one of is definitely one of the best parts about watching Cowboy Bebop for the first time. Because you realize, like, over halfway through the show, that this woman does not know who she is and has no, like, doesn't even know her real name. It's so wild. Yeah, it seems like she's the only one on the ship that takes baths. I could be wrong, but, like, regularly she takes baths. And I like that about her character. Because, <laughs> you know, like, this, this setting is not that clean, if you know what no. I mean. It's like a dirty dystopia out here in space. You're right. I mean, I'm sure they shower. She's the only one who's, like, you know, taking up all that hot water for a whole bath, you know? But she deserves it. We like that for her. She does deserve it. I like the way that she kind of, like, she, like, just, like, sneaks her way into being part of the crew. Like, she's just like, I'm taking a shower. And they're like, what? You're what now? She, like, ends up with a bedroom somehow. She just, like, forces her way in a little bit. We love that for her. The only thing that I really dislike about Faye is something that comes up early on. Like, she tells this whole story, which is false, about how she's, like, a gypsy or a Romany. And, like, that little bit goes on and on a little bit. I think it actually comes up in the first episode where, she's appears, where she appears. And it's just a little bit uncomfortable today because gypsy is not really, like, a politically correct term to use. So every time I watch that part, I, like, I cringe a little bit. But that's just, like, you know, it's an outdated thing. I don't like her outfit for her job. I agree. Not very practical. No, like, where are you, you going to hide your weapons? There's nowhere. Seriously. In the first and episode, like she the... pulls out a big gun, too. I'm like, where'd you get that? Like, with all the UV rays out here, like, you're not even wearing sun... Are you even wearing sunscreen? You're obviously, your your limbs are not covered up, so, like, skin cancer, Faye. But, I mean, I guess that's the least of her worries. And, like, the sweater that she has just kind of at her elbows at all times. Like, you're not even giving yourself full movement. How are you going to fight like that? But I feel like she needs the handicap because she's so capable. You're so right. She needs to make it interesting, you know? You're so right. And, like, the heels? Again, like, Mm. you don't need to. But she chooses to. She chooses to. She knows she can't. Yeah, she's given herself handicaps here. She's just trying to make life interesting like the rest of them. Okay, let's talk about Ed now. <laughs> Listen, I typically hate children. I hate real children. I hate fictional children. I don't like when they're part of my media. I usually find them very annoying. And I feel like theoretically a lot of people could find Ed very annoying. Ed is the only child that I have ever loved. I love everything about her. Ed is the most vibey character. Like, when Ed is introduced, they just, like, introduce a vibe. Where you're like, this is a, this is great. This is a cowboy bebop I want. Yes. Yeah. It adds an extra layer. Yeah, it adds an extra layer to the whole flavor of the bebop. It is so... Because it's just so emo without Ed. Everyone's so in their fields and everyone's so serious about finding a a bounty. Oh my god, we need to get food because we suck at our job. We need to get a new new bounty. Oh my god, what are we going to do? We can't feed ourselves. And then Ed comes on the ship and just starts playing chess with the smartest person in the galaxy. And it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, that is so great. 
Ed is amazing. Do you find her annoying at all? No. Good. I was like 50-50. You either love her or you hate her. Oh my god, I love Ed. Favorite character? Maybe. 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 Yeah, she fucking rocks. I also like that she's one of the smartest people in the show. Confirmed. That is confirmed. Mm-hmm. She takes care of Ayn. She can do a handstand. And she's easygoing. It, I guess she's easygoing. I think she just doesn't have opinions about a lot of things. She's just vibing. She's just vibing. Let this hacker vibe. Like you, Let this you hacker just, cannot... you know, like, take over satellites and take over all the systems in the galaxy and just yeah. let her do her thing. Ed has never been stressed out about a single thing in her life. She's she's jamming, quite simply. Also, do you find it odd to refer to her as a she? Because, like, in my head, I refer to Edward as they. Because it's only confirmed at, like, like one and a half times that she's a girl. Well, they refer... I mean, the crew refers to Ed as a girl. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Ed cares either way. Because even when she meets her dad, or when they meet her dad... When they meet their dad, Ed's like, or the dad's like, oh, I think I had a son. Or was it a daughter? Oh, it yeah, he really couldn't matter. remember. Yeah. And he calls her by the name that he gave her, which is a woman's name, like a girl's name. I forget what it is now. But Ed named themselves Edward, like a whole. Yeah, and Ed refers name. to themselves in third person. Mm hmm. Like, I feel like gender truly has just never occurred to them. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, a very strong part of their identity. Like, if if someone said Ed was a girl, I don't think Ed would really care. Yeah. That much. Yeah, I really Like, they would probably, was. like, refer or prefer to be called whatever they want. But if you mistakenly said uh, Ed was a girl, I don't think they would necessarily, like, be up in arms about it. Mm. It wouldn't ruin their day. Yeah. And I kind of wish that it had never been confirmed. Like, that would have been a cool thing. And Cowboy Bebop is, like, ahead of its time in a few ways in that. Like, there's this uh, scene in, I think, Jupiter, the Jupiter Jazz episodes where Faye comes across these, like, two male lovers. And then there's the whole thing with, um, with what's his name? Gren. With Gren, who, who is a man but also has, like, female body parts due to just some um, like science experimenting that happened on him. There's, I feel like it could have fit very well into the show for Ed to have never had a confirmed gender. And that would have been really cool, but you know, it was still 1998. And I feel like they made her ambiguous because originally she was supposed to be a boy and then they made her into a girl just because they wanted it to be even, the main cast. Did you just misgender Ayn? I didn't mention Ayn. So you're not counting Ayn oh. in these gender <laughs> dynamics. Ayn is... Ayn's a dog. He, he doesn't get rights. The smartest dog? Smarter you than most what? of the humans? You know what? He in the ate, show? He, yeah. You're, you're just gonna... <laughs> Ed and Ayn are the smartest characters in the show. They were both here for a good time, not a long time, which sucks. Well, I mean, Ayn was here for... Ayn was introduced in, like, the second episode, but he didn't do much. Really good episode. 
yeah. I mean, Ed Ed stays until basically the end. Though I guess she's not involved in the finale. What episode was Ed introduced? Uh, uh, I guess it's like episode feel 8 like... or something. 8 or 9. So you know what? Yeah, good time, not a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Alright, are we ready to do side character corner? Who are you talking about? The one and only Ein. The data dog. Smarter than most humans. A good boy. But he was he also is... abused. <laughs> he was not petted enough by the crew. But isn't he like the best fictional dog you've ever seen? Fictional dog. Are we talking about Nina from uh, Full Metal <laughs> Alchemist? Or... No, we're talking about like like dogs in anime. He's like the cutest, most perfect anime dog you've ever seen. I've seen some cute dogs in my time. Not cuter than I'm. Not smarter than I'm. Okay, but like he doesn't do much. That's the problem. He's literally there as a mascot. Yeah, he's just there being real cute. If Ein's intelligence was used more effectively, as it should have been, rather than Ein being used for his looks, then the show would have been better. Maybe. But it was like subtly hinted at. His his intelligence was subtly hinted at. And I think it's very fun that the crew ends up with him because they're trying to... Because they end up with him through trying to get a bounty. And they don't get the bounty, but they do get the dog. And the dog is very, very valuable. Ein is a super valuable dog. Has, like, all this data and he's super fucking smart. They can't use it for anything. So even though he's very valuable, they can't, like, cash in on him in any way. They don't really know how how useful he is at all. I think that was a fun turn of events. They're not using him for his full potential. But isn't this nice? He gets to just be a dog now. But is that what Ayn wants? You don't know because you can't communicate with him. These people are too stupid. Communicate with Ayn. God. Ayn just, just wants to be fed and be a good boy. Okay? He just wants to be petted. He wants to eat the good good. But he's getting neither. Because his crew was incompetent. Except for Ed. How do you feel about the fact that Ayn leaves with Ed at the end? I liked it. What is he going to do with this crew? It's Spike true. is going to eat him. Yeah, probably. Probably. All right. For my side character corner, we're talking about Julia. And I'm giving you a lot of ammunition here, Klaus. Because, like, as far as what I like about her, we don't really know much about her. She, she's an enigma. She's supposed to be the most important person in Spike's life. Spike mm -hmm. is supposed to be the most important person in her life. We don't really know about them But much. is there is there romance fleshed out? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. She's treated more like an object than a person. That's fair. All we really know about her... I think Spike... The nicest thing Spike says about her is that she's a real woman. What does because that she's mean? She's with another man. What does God. it mean? What does it mean? We don't know. We all we know, and like, I kind of, listen, I'm going to go esoteric for a second, and I think that you're going to think that this whole explanation is bullshit, but I kind of like that we don't know a lot about her, because in a way, we don't need to know a lot about her. All we need to know is that she matters to Spike a lot, because when somebody means a lot to us, and we haven't seen them for a while, and they're just living mostly in our memories, are we really thinking specifically about the details of them that we actually like or are we thinking about just our at the attachment that we have to them and the impact that they have on us so it's I not about julia it's about the memory of julia yeah for sure that's that's a very fair way to say it 
Spike could have just moved on and tried to be happy with somebody else, but he didn't want to. And in a way, the fact that he never got to really be in a relationship with Julia means that the memories that he has of her, of what they could have been, are so much sweeter and so much more painful. So he's a stunted man-child, is what you're saying. I'm not saying that. I am saying that. And I'm correct. You are saying that? And I don't claim it. As far as dislikes for Julia, there's nothing to dislike about her because there isn't much there in the first place. But I know I said we're not going to talk about the Netflix, and we're not. But like they try to give her a lot more motivation in the Netflix, and I'm just like, okay. I, d I just don't think she needed... I don't know. 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 I'm fine with her being an enigma because I think it serves the story perfectly well. So you're fine with her being an object in the show rather than a fully fleshed out character that she should have been, given the impact that she has on our main character. The canon could have done more with her. But it didn't need to. Because at the end of the day, this is 26 episodes. And with 70% of it being filler, you can only have so much time for good plot development. We don't need to know more about Julia to understand why she matters to Spike so much. In a lot of ways, it could have made the story more compelling for some people. It could have made Spike and Julia more compelling for some people. I personally felt for them either way. But I do get it. I understand. We, th more could have been done with Julia, for sure. All right, now, just because I love Cowboy Bebop so much, we're doing a second search results corner. Search results, part two, Electric Bugaloo. Instead of asking Google about Cowboy Bebop, we're asking about the specific characters. What are the people wondering about Cowboy Bebop? First, how did Jet and Spike meet? We have no idea. They met three years ago. That's all we know. Yeah. And it's fun that they ended up together because, like, crime syndicate guy. Crime syndicate guy. Cop guy. Both retired from that. Bounty hunters together. That's a fun combo. They were both escaping their pasts, and they found comfort in each other moving on. They found comfort in each other's arms. We don't see that on screen. Well, I mean, Jet only does have one arm. <laughs> Why did Faye join the Bebop? Because she could, and she deserved it. And because she was lonely, and she had nowhere else to go. And she was really struggling out there by herself. For three years. Yeah. You'd think she would have joined like someone else's ship. She just like weaseled her way in, and fucking good for her. Maybe because she never got caught. Maybe this is the first time she got caught. Mm. Mm. That's fair. And she did come across the Bebop crew like twice or three times before she stayed. And she still keeps like running away every once in a while and then coming back. She's just playing hard to get. Chance, lucky you know, Faye, attention seeker. You know, the girl boss she is. You mm. can't just say, oh, Faye, we want you to stay. She's not going to be okay with that. Faye. Watching it again this time around, I really appreciated the fact that it's pretty clear from the beginning that Faye wants to be accepted as part of the crew, but because some part of her knows that she's not accepted, she also can't pretend. Like, she can't be honest and say that she wants to stay, so she has to keep running away. And at one point, she runs away, steals all the ship's fuel, but then leaves Jet and Spike's respective personal ships completely unharmed. And I forget which one of them it is that asks her, but one of them is like, it's like you were asking us to come get you. So and you're saying she's a, an adult child, a child adult. 
What is a I'm, female version of a man child? I mean, yeah, woman but she, child. she has a reason. She has a fucking She reason. does, but she still is uh, a stunted woman. Yeah, absolutely. They, they're all emotionally stunted. Except Ed. Ed is fucking great. Ed, no notes on Ed. They're great. Ed is just vibing. Ed is just vibing. All of the other adults are literally... Like, the point is that they're emotionally stunted. And they can't be honest with themselves. And they act from a place of... I mean, at least in for Faye, she acts from a place of self-defense. Spike acts with, like, recklessness, recklessness and self-destruction. Jet, just kind of vibing as well. It's the avoidance of the trauma that Absolutely. makes him emotionally stunted. Yeah, they're all avoiding the trauma. The worst thing that could happen to Faye is that she says that she wants to stay, and they express that they don't want her. So she has to keep leaving first, just to prove to herself that she can. That she can't. It's because she doesn't accept herself. Because she doesn't know herself. What is the point of Ed in Cowboy Bebop? To hack to into all the things. Yeah. To play chess question... with the the greatest mastermind in the galaxy. Period. To bring some levity to this whole situation. To this whole ship. Ed is truly such a such a ray of sunshine on the story. I fucking love him so much. What is the point of Ed and Cowboy Bebop? Does there need to be a point? This sounds like something you would say before you knew Ed was a, a, a good character. Like looking at screenshots, you'd be like, oh my god, there's a child? What's mm. the point? You know what? That's very fair. But I'm, I'm so charmed by them. They're truly such a highlight of the show for me. Why does Ed, or why does Ayn leave with Ed? Because Ed needs Ayn more than the crew needs Ayn. Oh, that's true. I love this question. Does Spike Spiegel ever catch a bounty? Maybe when he was with the syndicate, but not during the course of the show. Yeah, not often. There, if the way the show works, like if they ever do catch a bounty, it's worth a lot less than they thought, or they don't actually get the bounty, um, or they don't actually get the payoff for it for some reason. They And when they do successfully catch a bounty, it doesn't happen on the show. Because that's not what the show is about. Did Faye fall in love with Spike? They know nothing about each other. Faye is incapable of falling in love with Spike. Because she's incapable of loving herself. Because she doesn't know herself. Okay, but I think that... You don't think that you can fall in love with somebody else because you don't love yourself? You know, like in the absence, you can't of yourself, truly you've... fall in love with someone else if you don't love your. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, no, I don't. You can't that love someone if you don't love yourself. I actually don't believe that at all. But so I you have... can be damaged. You can be withholding parts of yourself from someone else and be like, "I'm in love with you." Okay, so my definition of love is a little bit different. Like, I, I actually don't think that love has much at all to do with romance. I think that loving somebody can be fully selfless. I think that it can be fully selfish. It really depends on who you are. And I think that the only metric for deciding, like, whether somebody is in love with another person or not is, like, do they... Do they believe that they're in love? Are they acting? Do they believe that they're acting from a place of love? 
even if that love isn't good for anybody, even if it's not good for them, like, I don't know. I don't think that love is like a, a great noble thing. But I also don't think that Faye fell in love with Spike. I don't think that's what happened between them at all. It's in the fan fiction, probably fan fiction you've written, but it's not in the show. I don't ship them. They are a ship. They, they exist in fan fiction. I'm not interested in them because I don't think that their relationship had anything to do with love or romance. I don't think that she loves him. I think she needs him and relies on his company more than she admits. I don't think that she loves him. I agree, but also I don't care. Uh, I, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Why is Spike in love with Julia? He's not in love with Julia. He's in love with his memory of Julia. I will accept that. But the, lo the same logic follows here. The only really important thing to ask when you're trying to decide if somebody loves somebody else is to say, does this person believe that they love the other person? Yes. Spike believes that he loves Julia, so he loves Julia. Obviously, that logic gets, uh, gets complicated when it comes to abuse, but like, I, I don't have time to get into all of that. Now it's time for our lovely O-Ship Corner. I'm going to say ships from the show. Klaus is going to allow or rebuke them. Rebuke right all of these. It. Spike and Faye. Why is this on here? You just said you didn't like them together. Because they're still a ship that exists. But no. Uh, Vicious and Julia. Obviously. Obviously not. It's not good. And Spike and Julia. Spike and Julia are the ones that I actually do ship because I would have liked them to be together. I don't. They would have been running away from the syndicate. What kind of life is that? And that's why they didn't choose it in the first place. That's why Spike left and she didn't go with him because they both knew what their life was going to be. And that's why instead of running away together when they do meet up again, they have to try to end everything before they can go live a peaceful life. But they don't make it out. All right, let's talk about what Cowboy Bebop did right. I have so much to say. I, I'm not even going to say everything that I, that I planned to. Let's fucking go. What did Cowboy Bebop do right? Absolutely everything. Okay, there are some themes that get subtly explored in Cowboy Bebop that I love with my whole heart. All right, so the reoccurring theme of serendipity. I've mentioned this already, that not everything in Cowboy Bebop is cause and effect. The characters are affected by randomness. In a lot of storytelling, randomness doesn't really have a place because every little thing allegedly should have a reason to happen in the story. Sometimes storytelling really benefits from that. Cowboy Bebop, on the other hand, really benefits from having random little occurrences. Some things in Cowboy Bebop happen just out of pure randomness, and it sets the plot going anyway. And it's super fun. I love that. It it doesn't need to, everything doesn't need to have like a big reason, you know, but it's still fun storytelling. Like in Honky Tonk Women, when there's that coin mishap where Spike and that other dude just like randomly switch coins and then a bunch of shit happens at the casino. And then in the episode Piero Le Fou, Le Fou when Spike uh, just happens to accidentally witness a murder and then the whole episode stems from that. That's fucking great. And then even though there's all this randomness in Cowboy Bebop, at the same time, we also have this equal reoccurring theme of predetermined fate, where if you'll notice, every single time in Cowboy Bebop that we have a fortune teller telling the future, it always comes true. They're always correct. We have the shaman in the first episode. We have this street fortune teller with a bird 
in the second episode. Uh, there's the episode after that. Jet and Spike go to, to the casino because Jet has had a dream, uh, like a prophecy that encourages him to go to the casino because he thinks he's going to have good luck, and he does. I, I just think that's a very cool detail. Fortune telling is always accurate in Cowboy Bebop. It's just a nice, subtle little thing. So even though we have all this randomness happening in the universe, there is also some sort of order to the whole thing as well. And then the last thing that I want to talk about for what Cowboy Bebop does right is that, for me, it feels like Spike's death is inevitable. That like foreshadowing and subtle connections to his death and his ultimate fate are all over the place. We see in the very first episode, um, Asimov trying to this, who is the villain in the first episode, he's trying to escape his own syndicate and is unable to. And he has his girlfriend who is trying to run away with him to achieve a better life. They're not able to do it. That in itself, the first episode just encapsulates the whole story of Spike and Julia. It's all right there at the beginning. And then we have in a later episode, this boy who's frozen in time, lived hundreds and hundreds of years. And his last words when he finally is able to die are, he says this to Spike, I finally feel at ease. Do you understand? Spike was always meant to die. It's not about if he's going to die. It's about when he's going to die. And I think that what I love about Cowboy Bebop is that all of these little side stories that we go on that are sort of filler also connect directly to what the main characters are going through or they not directly they they connect in some way back to what the characters are going through or rather what they're refusing to go through so even though we don't see the characters take any action in their own lives we see other characters trying to do that who are not stuck and we see how it goes wrong for them and I think that's all I got. That, that's my whole, that's my rant. What I think Cowboy Bebop did right were the vibes. It just transports you to a certain period of time. It transports you to a certain setting. And you just there. You're just there for the ride. You're just there to catch the vibes that the show is putting out. Did you catch them? Did you catch the vibes? These are not the vibes that I relate to. I'm not a cowboy. I don't like dirty dystopias. And I'm not really into the future. I'm more a fantasy kind of guy. Cowboy Bebop also, again, the production. You can just tell with every frame how much love and how much hard work was poured in to the show. Every meticulous detail accounted for. All the themes. All the nuance that you took your time describing was there you could watch the show from a surface level or you can go deep because it has depth and it's all up to you whether or not you're a good swimmer or not if you like to swim then go deep if you're just there for the vibes they're the vibes so you're saying you're a bad swimmer it was not the right time for me to swim it's not my kind of pool <laughs> is what i'm trying to say and it also again popularized anime in the west the influence that the show has. I think it did right. Obviously, that's not something intrinsic to the show, but it's. I think it was It was made with care and made with attention and that this was just like a byproduct. I think in a way they were marketing it towards a Western audience a little more 
a little more than a lot of anime was at the time. I think they did have an eye to make it more globally palatable. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's the feeling that I get from it. Or at the very least, they were taking very strong influences from the West. And it just, and it just, there are definitely homages there. I think it's more popular in the West than it is in Japan. Interesting. Oh, I have not thought about that before. Huh. I think it is. Maybe. I, I feel like there's more Western references to Cowboy Bebop than there are. Just general anime. All right. What did Cowboy Bebop do wrong? The story. What happened? There was no story. As you said, 70% filler. Your words, not mine. Yeah, and that's still story. You got so many lovely little stories. And you can't appreciate that? I agree. The filler was the best part of the show. The mushroom episode? Amazing. The fridge monster? Amazing. When they're just doing their antics? Amazing. They can't even do their job, so what's the point? Just let them, like, fuck around, you know? They did get to fuck around. I don't care about these bounties if they're not going to succeed. Why don't you care about the bounties? The fun part is that they don't succeed. Because they don't the succeed. The bounties are just people. The bounties are just people. They're just people doing their best to do their best. So smuggling drugs across the galaxy is just people doing their best. Actually, just doing yeah. their best. Yeah, it absolutely is. So people choosing to be criminals are just doing their best. Yes. If the world didn't revolve around money, th that's the real problem here. Ever like... Aren't we invited so much of the time to see the nuance in what the criminals are doing? Like, we see their circumstances and how they got to that place. A lot of them are just trying to be happy. They're trying to make But they're a doing life it in the worst way. One way or another. You can literally choose not to be a criminal. And they are still choosing to be a criminal. But that's the thing. Like, the world that this... Like, the world of Cowboy Bebop is not necessarily an easy one for everybody to make a living in. It's the same world as the world we live in. Mm -hmm. It's a world that revolves around money. But I'm not out here justifying criminals. I am. Obviously, like, um, theft is, like, one of the least serious things you can do. And I don't think they should be imprisoned for the rest of their lives. But, like, murder? Yeah, like, murder. Uh, okay, Other murder. things that are worse than murder? Like Murder the, like, like trafficking, trafficking, you know, like treating humans as objects, you yeah. know, the other kinds of trafficking, other kinds yeah. of abuse. Yeah, you just course. justified all of those people by saying, oh, aren't we supposed to see the nuance in the life that these people are choosing to live, that these criminals are trying to live? I guess I'm thinking specifically about the one guy who had the plant that was like there to help his sister with her with her sight or whatever or like that guy that was abusing older people like that guy that didn't age and he like yeah. killed all those his guardians okay yeah okay he did kill people but also you do kind of sympathize with him still right you, you sympathize with him a little bit no i want to smack him the fuck you're just giving children a bad name you're giving adults a bad name you're giving musicians a bad name but you feel okay if you don't sympathize then then you feel bad for him because you realize living forever is not like is not okay but you, you chose this life you chose to be a criminal how was he supposed to live you can choose to be a good kid just be like oh i'm gonna be adopted by this wonderfully rich loving family for the rest of my life and then i'm yeah. going to inherit 
all of their fortunes. How, but how and then I'm going to provide the same life that they provided me with other people. No, for other children. He can't. He can't have it known. He can't be in anybody's life long enough to see that he doesn't grow up. He can't just live with a family. If he inserted himself into a family, then he would have to kill them and take the fortune. No, you can tell them, yo, I don't age, but because you've treated me so well and because I'm a good person. I think you're too optimistic about this. You can and choose think- to be a good person. This character chose to be a bad person, so I feel no empathy or sympathy. This character has been alive for so long. We don't know. And they chose violence. So, like, I'm choosing violence against you. He was genuinely a child for still a long time before he became, like, the however decades, hundreds, years that he is now. Who knows? Maybe he did try to be good for it. Because he was good for a while. He was just a kid for a while. But then he grew up. Okay, so end your life. Uh, God. He, He physically couldn't. And then at a point, he just got attached to being alive for, like, no reason. Except for, you Just know, seclude yourself then. My God, you have all this time to amass all these riches because you're oh a good God, musician. So I think you're not giving... Ugh. I'm, I'm just saying, you can choose to be a good person. This person did not choose to be a good person. So I feel no empathy. When you have a choice and you choose the lesser choice, I have no sympathy for you. I think that all available choices do not always... Stop romanticizing murderers. No. Stop justifying (laughs) murderers. I refuse. Stop defending murderers. I refuse. But also, I just have have a real soft spot for... Stop right there. I don't need to hear more. The audience doesn't need to hear more (laughs) about you defending all these people in prison. It's fucked. It is. Not all criminality is justified. As like... It's not, it's not all criminality. Not all criminality should be criminality. Absolutely. Murder is still bad, I guess, but like in a fiction. Murder is bad, I guess. I'm clipping that. My gosh. I I just, I sympathize with the boy. The the episode, Klaus, is literally called Sympathy for the Devil. And you know what? I have it. I have sympathy for the devil. You're calling him a devil. You just called this. You, you just show, called this literally literally shut the fuck up he that is what the episode is called that is what we're how we're supposed to refer to him that's how, how we're supposed to wow he has him. a name you you're just gonna call him the devil straight that, up if you don't think of him like that then straight you up the point of the episode i don't think he was the devil i think he was a flawed deep human character I'm literally I don't just think he was the devil. The of the title is. Or, like, why are you repeating. calling this this person with a full personhood? Why are you demoting him to the title? I literally just of, referenced of, of, of the title. The devil, oh my god. I He's literally just referenced Away the with him. I never said away with him. You said away with him. And Anyways, I concur. What else did Cowboy Bebop do wrong? What else did it do wrong? There was no character development. That's the point. Okay, but that's still a flaw. I can still say it's wrong. You can say that for you didn't a story, like it. You can for a twenty-six episode like it. anime, it's the whole to have point no character development. It's the whole and point. to say that it was wrong for the show to not have character development. It, how because can it be wrong if that's what they were doing on purpose? All characters, all sh- all stories should have some character development. No, otherwise there's no progression. Doesn't there's no be beginning, there. middle, end. There was. Cowboy Bebop is not... What have I been saying this whole time? 
it is not a typical beginning, middle, end. It's tiny little stories in these people's tiny little lives. And the whole thing So you're saying it's a slice of life. Yeah. Even in a slice of life, there should be character development. There's no should. A person is not the same as they were yesterday. It would be wrong for Cowboy Bebop. Okay, it would be wrong for the characters in Cowboy Bebop to have no character development. If we were meant to believe and if the story was trying to show us that they do have oh so you're saying author intent is important yes we they are not i have said that in every single episode and you were like i don't care about author intent the only thing that matters to me as an audience is my interpretation of the story of the medium of the media i'm consuming so you are you okay so okay so okay so i'm agreeing with you on this one point I'm agreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, which makes Offer your whole matters. argument in no, all it, of our, the rest of our episodes No, move. it literally doesn't because both are important. In this case, you can't say that it's wrong for the characters not to have character development because they are not supposed to have character development. Why would I pretend that they have character development? The whole point is that they don't and that they can't. And I think they're flawed they're characters not ready. for it. They are flawed characters. That's the whole point. And that's why I don't like the show. That's fair. You don't develop. That's fine. Okay, and I think that's that's what they did wrong. You're asking me a question that you don't want the answer to. Because I think that your answer is not... Like, you can say that you didn't like it. You can't say that it was wrong because it was purposeful. But that's it my opinion. It was a purposeful decision. How can you say and my opinion is wrong? I don't care about your wrong. opinion. I'm not saying that your opinion is wrong. I'm saying that... The thing that you're saying is wrong about the show. The thing that you're saying is wrong about the show is not something that is wrong with the show because the show did not want to do what doesn't matter because me as an audience member, I have my own interpretation of the show, and the only thing that matters is my interpretation of the show, right? (laughs) Right? I have never felt such bloodlust in my entire life. Dude, that's what you've been saying in all of our episodes. When I always bring up oh author intent, you're like, I don't care about author intent. Just, this thing made me feel say, some type of way. You didn't enjoy that, but it doesn't mean that, like, if the characters did get character development the way that you would have liked them to, then that would miss the entire point of the show. There's no character development that I would have liked them to. That's not the that's not the point. It's any character development. It's not, oh, I have a specific, I want Spike to be a specific way. I want Chet to be a specific way. I want fate to be a specific way. I just want them to change. I just want them to not be the same person they were in the first episode that they were introduced in. That would go against the whole point of the whole show. Okay, then they're not real people then. They're not real. They don't feel realistic. Are you kidding me? Regular people so frequently are stuck in their ways and don't change because they're not ready to. That is the point. So you're saying they're emo. Thank you. Moving on. Oh my god. Emo people don't change because they're I, incapable I, of changing. I don't even have words for you right now. Does Cowboy Bebop have F's tier moments? Yes, it does. It does. Battle of the Fallen Angels, Spike and Vicious' fight in front of the stained glass. And when Spike falls from the stained glass and we see a bunch of his memories playing in his left eye, Jesus Christ, that whole thing, truly some of the most gorgeous, gorgeous storytelling, gorgeous anime I've ever seen in my whole life. The Magic Mushrooms. Yeah, the magic mushrooms. <laughs> I love Mushroom Samba so much. It's a very, very good episode. And I'm sure you loved it because it was very Ed and Ein centric It's one of the few times that Ed leaves the ship. 
I think, right? Because they're usually in space. Yeah. Yeah. They go off and they have a great fucking time. They know no fear. We haven't even talked about cowboy funk at all. And Andy, the cowboy, the white cowboy, who is a fucking hot mess of a person. I love their whole showdown in that episode. How Spike and Andy are like, I mean, they look exactly the fucking same, except Andy is white. And they have the same hot-tempered personality. And their whole their whole battle t- throughout the episode is so deeply entertaining. It's one of my favorite stories in the whole in the whole show. See, Andy is the type of Andy is what we think about when we think about cowboys with hatred. Cuz that's a fake fucking cowboy right there. Because all cowboys are emo. Moving on. Ugh. What does that even mean? Anyways, this is your corner. On my anime list. Cowboy Bebop ranks an 8.76 based on 800,000 users. Agree or disagree? It's a very good ranking. I agree. You think that's what I think it deserves it. I think it probably deserves it. Deserves like a nine. Oh my gosh. All right. You've redeemed yourself. Yeah. I also. Like, what kind of other show is Cowboy Bebop? There's no. You can't really compare other shows to this. So, one of a kind. One once in an era. Era defining. Genre defining, medium defining, media defining, entertainment defining, 26 episode show defining, jazzy soundtrack defining. If you rank Bebop any less than a nine, then it must have just like really not been to your personal taste. Thank God I didn't rank it. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been lower. (laughs) Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I think it deserves a nine or more. Me too. Anyways, thank you so much. So we have said it deserves a 9 or more out of 10. Now we've made it to the ultimate question of our podcast. But is it an S tier? 3, mm-hmm. 2, 1. No, yes! Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Do not, I was it's knowing not. at your no. I was knowing at your no, yes. Cowboy Bebop no, is absolutely is. an S tier. I, I don't think it is. Does my opinion matter on this episode? No, it doesn't. No. What okay, what do you rank Cowboy Bebop? Based on my enjoyment, just my personal enjoyment of this show because that's all that matters, right? Oh no. Yes you're or no. My logic. You're using yes my or logic no. against me. Yes, that's uh, all that matters. Then it's a C. Holy but shit. I don't rank shows just based on my enjoyment of That's it. the whole point of the show. That's I rank things based on how it affects other people as well. What does the community say? What has it done for the medium? What are the extracurriculars that Cowboy Bebop has done? When I take all of that into account, it's a B tier. Maybe a B plus. Ah, yeah, B tier. Why not a B plus? Why not even a B plus? What's on our list? I don't think it's as good as JoJo's Part 2. JoJo Part 2? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh. What else is there? Is that it in that's, B plus? That's so upsetting. Yeah, and that's Gyo. the only thing. Oh, it's so deeply upsetting. Yeah, like I would rather read Gyo before I watch Cowboy Bebop again. Plus, it's just like a shorter time. You know I what I was doing while I was watching Cowboy Bebop? I don't want to know. I was playing a game called Neo. It's like a Dark Souls kind of game. Super hard, super difficult. You just run around killing people, whatever. I wasn't even watching. I would rather play Dark Souls in Japan. Which is basically Neo. You hurt my heart. I would but rather you know I would rather fight an optional boss 
for two hours straight than watch Cowboy Bebop again. Because <laughs> that's literally what I did. I was just fighting the same person. I was like, this is a vibe. Two hours. And I was having more fun you know getting what? curb stomped by this one person than watching Cowboy Bebop. It's great that your opinion doesn't matter on this episode. Because this is my episode. It is. And I've conceded. Cowboy Bebop. S tier. Good thing you're the one doing the tier list. Yeah, it's true. This is this this show is my baby, and I hope that you know that when you have a show that you feel as strongly about as I do with Cowboy Bebop, I will also let you commandeer the tier list and the episode. Like One Piece. Yes, One Piece will be allowed to be whatever you want it to be. I promise. And you're gonna be there for the journey. I'm gonna be there. You're gonna be reading. 1,000 chapters for a single episode. <laughs> I'm going to be a guest on your podcast after I spend countless hours of my life plowing through One Piece just for you. And because of all that that I'm going to do in the future, Cowboy Bebop S tier. Sure. Official. I really don't care. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> this is your podcast. <laughs> this is my season finale. Cowboy Bebop S tier, non-negotiable. We are not a democracy today. We're going to be losing a lot of fans, but that's on you. No, we're going to be gaining fans because I am standing up for myself. I'm putting my foot down. Cowboy Bebop S tier. Absolutely fucking deserves it. All right. What did we learn from watching Cowboy Bebop from doing this episode? I, for one, learned from Cowboy Bebop that when the world revolves around money, criminals aren't necessarily bad. They're just desperate people who get caught up in bad things. And we should feel for them. Wow, way to defend all the child traffickers. We don't need to excuse what they did. We can just understand what brought them to the point that they are currently at and have a little bit of sympathy for the You know, all the other worst things you can do to a human other than... There are very bad crimes. There are bad crimes. You just justified all of those people. You just justified... One of the biggest industries in the world, which is trafficking. I'm going to need you to say your piece. I'm going to need you to go right ahead. Really? I'm going to need you to stop purposefully making me defend myself for something I did not say. But it's implied. It is not. there in the author intent. I am going to beat your ass. It's in there. Oh my goodness. And I'm a good swimmer. That being said, people love being emo because craving comfort and familiarity is less frightening than moving on the direction of an uncertain future. Meaning, it's actually not that deep. The show's not that deep. Whatever I said, I, re- I retract. The Cowboy thing is, that is what, you just said, what you just said about the meaning of the show is very valid. The conclusion to that is not necessarily it's not that deep. You just cho- choose to see it that way. But what you said actually does like get to the heart of like a lot of what the show is about. But that's which only is, think, one interpretation. An interpretation I actually don't really care to see. It's just an interpretation that a lot of people can have. And that is valid to have. So you don't see that in the show? No. Or you don't care about it? I don't see it in the show. Because I don't care about the show. I choose not to, to go deeper. Yeah, you're, choo- you're choosing not to go deeper. Because you don't know how to fucking swim. I also learned from Cowboy Bebop that when you don't care or you don't admit that you care about other people, then you don't have to claim responsibility for them. 
but you will go after them anyway because you care. That's what the Cowboy Bebop crew showed me. And it was even clearer watching it the second time around. They never at any point really admit that they care about each other, but they do. Their actions show it. Just like how our actions show that we do care about each other, even though we, even though I do not care. You're about swimming your in a kiddie opinion. pool right now. It's not I'm that not... deep. I. Thank you for listening. <sighs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at biaspod, B I I A S D P O D. And make sure to rank uh, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. It's not that deep. It's the Can action. We end this episode. The action of oh my god, <laughs> bro! I have the to edit this. The action of keeping the podcast going. I'm cutting all of this out. Than our words. And if you disagree with any of our hot takes, we never said we weren't biased. Cowboy Bebop S tier, baby. We have one more filler episode, and then we'll see you next season.